Welcome to the Vikings Off Tackle Podcast. Get ready for hot takes, strong opinions, and good laughs. Hailing from Minnesota, your host, Brandon Hannum. Welcome back to the Vikings Off Tackle Podcast, like always, with your host, Brandon Hannum. Holy crap, dude, the Vikings are going to absolutely be the death of me. 20-17 to 17 victory over the Commanders, as you know. And boy, do the Vikings just love to never kill anyone. It's, it's just ridiculous. You know, I said in the previous podcast, in the previous the preview episode for this game, that I needed to see absolute domination by Minnesota. Again, they failed to deliver on that. I don't know what it is about this team, but they act like... They feel like they're one of the best teams in football. Everything's there. Culture, talent, players. And they just can't destroy these teams. I know I complained about it earlier, basically all years, that they haven't really played anyone. And I know that you know we should have been celebrating, and I am extremely happy. There is no such thing as a gimme win in the NFL. And there is no such thing as a trap game. I truly believe that. You can't have a trap game when you have the Bills around the corner. You're not thinking about next week. You're thinking about today. And the Vikings just can't dominate. They just can't. Every game has been just marginally victory. Marginal. Like fourth quarter drive. Double doink. Against these backup Taylor Heineke. God love him. He's a backup quarterback and one of the best. I'm not going to take anything away from Taylor Heineke. You sign him if you have any doubts of your starting quarterback. Kind of like what the commanders did. That was genius. You know, Carson Wentz, was it going to work out? Not really. Let's just go with Taylor Heineke. He's good enough. He's a, I call him the Fitzpatrick of today's NFL. I know Fitzpatrick just retired, but he basically took the mantle. He has just a little bit of swag, jazz. It's not that much talent. So again, the Vikings just barely win. And it looked great opening drive. This team looked like they were going to put up 40 on them. This team looked like they were going to march down. Kirk Tober was now Kirk Member, or Kirk Vember, whatever the heck they call it now. And he looked phenomenal. Dime, dime. TJ Hawkinson. Oh, yeah. We'll get there. TJ Hawkinson. Boom. Dime, dime. Touchdown. Easy day. Perfect pass. Just a beaut, Justin Jefferson. And then in typical Vikings fashion, man, what happens? It's like, it's not that I feel like they have bad play calling or bad execution. People get sacked. You know, you can have a drive or two, but they just go in dry spells on an unacceptable amount. At an all-time level, they just go on these massive, massive drive spells. And it's going to cause them doom. What if you can't have the fourth quarter comeback? What if you're playing the Philadelphia Eagles again or the Buffalo Bills next week? And you don't get the luxury of just like, oh, it's the commander, so we can just win late. Take a field goal, a couple penalties, and hey, we won with 10 seconds left. What if you can't do that? And this team, I, they're not, we're not going to call them the fake ID or anything. But there's something there that is missing, which you could say that's exciting. You could say, yay. 
there's still room on the plate for some from some potatoes. This team can improve week by week, day by day, player by player, get some healthy players back, get the full roster, get TJ Hawkinson a little more time. Speaking of TJ Hawkinson, hey, hey, your boy told you. I told you, I told you, I told you TJ Hawkinson was going to be an unbelievable impact. And boy, oh boy, week one, this guy's had what, five, six days of practice? With the Vikings. Nine catches. 70 yards. 7.8 yards a catch. Hey, I tried to tell you. you when you have a chance to get a 25, 25-year-old pro bowler for two, for two, four, oh God, how, how can, sorry. For two early fourths, and all you had to give up was a late second and a late third. So you get the eighth pick and two early fourths for a second, a late second and a late third. You do that 100% of the time. Never won as many games as he's literally joined a team as his entire career. And now this, he came from the same school as George Kittle, guys. He, there's a reason he would pick eight. It wasn't because he's runs a 4-2. It's not, he's not Kyle Pitts, who's just like this unbelievable freak of 42-inch vertical monster, man. It's that he just does everything at a... a Elite level. You'll block. You'll be your best blocker, your best route runner, your best hands. But be wide open. Don't know why. He's just always going to be that ten yards open. And that's one thing that I, I think would have helped. And I feel like they figured out late. Is that my cat is meowing at me? Sorry about that. So I'm so sorry if you hear that. The what's driving me up a tree, especially on like the third downs that they weren't throwing to him. And I know like, these guys know football. They're going to figure that out. Down needs to be the TJ Hawkinson down. It's got to be the TJ Hawkinson down. If it's third and six, you, you your first look's going to be TJ. He's with the team for five days. No hate, but they figured it out. They had that like in the red zone. It was third and seven, threw it at him in the flat. First down money. That's what TJ Hawkinson has to be. He has to be your third read and your first option, your first read on third down. He's going to be an absolute animal at that role. I cannot wait to see what he can do. This was one game. Didn't even have a touchdown. Wait till he's in the red zone and starts catching touchdowns, which I did also find weird. Is why they weren't kind of forcing him the ball more in the end zone. He knows how to run routes. He knows how to catch passes. It's okay to kind of you know, throw one over there. I feel like they really didn't even attempt to get T.J. Hawkinson a touchdown. But boy, oh boy, did he help on the way, his way down. Speaking of Kirk, he was good Kirk. Good enough, Kirk. Kirk is good enough. That's all he is. He's not going to win his MVP, but with the right roster and the right team at the right time and the right defense, he can win your Super Bowl. He'll throw you open. He'll give you a couple passes. That are so unbelievable. It's beautiful. But the consistency is not always going to be there with Kirk. You you get what you you paid for. B. He's a B plus. And if you get listen to my twins off speed podcast, you'll know because I'm talking about the roster. I like B pluses. B pluses make you not worry about the position for the next five to seven years. B pluses win Super Bowls. B pluses don't get paid as much as an A plus. They also don't perform at an A plus level. 
They perform at a good enough. You have a full team of B pluses, you will be one of the best teams in football. Then you sprinkle a little A's, you're a Super Bowl champion. And then they all get their contracts and leave you the year you win the Super Bowl. Your B pluses get four year contracts with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and you never hear, really hear about them again. Happens all the time. Remember Dan Wolf, anyone? Exactly. He was a DN for the Broncos. Dalvin was rough. He felt like he wanted to break out. I don't think it was his fault. That D line of the Commanders is just unbelievable. Allen is such a freak. Is such an absolute freak. <laughs> my God, my cat is losing his mind. I don't know why. I'm in his space. You know, I record in the basement. Um, it's a really, really just good sound booth. It's a nice, just like open space. Eventually, I'm going to start streaming and putting on TikTok clips and streaming my and Twitter spaces and live reactions and stuff like that. And my cat always freaks out. Like he's not really loud when he's up in the room, but when I'm in his space, which is the giant basement, he was all meow, meow, meow. So I don't know if you heard that, but sorry. So Dalvin Cook, back to him. He looked like he was just like two inches away from breaking out about seven runs. He only averaged, he had 17 carries, 47 yards, with a 2.5, uh, 2.8 yards a carry, and his longest was nine. Felt more impactful than that. He did catch an absolute beauty of a wheel route. Perfectly called, perfectly caught. Kirk Cousins, perfect throw. Dalvin Cook, great catch, end zone touchdown, and tied that game up. So huge. So Dalvin, not only, you know, he didn't run the grace, but that's the greatest thing about Dalvin is that he just is always going to be there to make a play. He's not maybe a, the best running back in the NFL. He's maybe top seven, five, depending week to week. If he had like, he's not Derrick Henry. He's not like you're just going to control your entire offense around him. But God, is he good? God, is he good? And that's great. When you have a running back, again, he's not quite, he's more than a B plus. He's like an A minus. I love those guys, and I will pay those guys all day, and you will be in the playoff hunt. You'll be in a playoff winning hunt as long as you have those guys on your roster. Let's talk about the defense. You know, you would say only allowing 17 points, you're pretty happy. They just don't stop. They don't get the three. They're not the Legion of Boom. They don't get the three and outs like you dream that you hope the Vikings would have. But they are good. Hendricks, monster, always open field tackling. We did have one great performer today. Absolutely monster. Caleb Evans was just freak. Two tackles for loss for a cornerback. Open space, running backs, and porns. He didn't give up a catch all game. And he also had a huge pass breakup on fourth and one. He was just an impact player. It's great. I want to count on that every week. Maybe he does. But hey, it was it was the give him the game ball. He was a huge reason the defense stepped up. But we do have to talk about that hilarious Curtis Samuel touchdown. Dude, that ref played better cover two than the freaking safeties. It's a fluke play. They happen. Refs are a part of the field. I have no it's funny to laugh. But I'm not going to be like, well, the refs almost screwed us, dude. The refs are, I w If they would have lost the game, I wouldn't have come on here and be like, the NFL needs to redo the game starting there and, and sign that rep. Part of the field. Sometimes he gets in the way. He didn't want to get in the way. That's like a ref's worst nightmare. He got in the way. 
It was goofy, funny. Did allow Curtis Samuel touchdown though. Curtis Samuel was a beast, dude. Dude was a uh, not quite like Christian McCaffrey, obviously, but he was an all-purpose player at Ohio State. Played for the Panthers for a while. They try to use him as like that. He's like uh, a Dabo Sweeney. Uh, Samuel Sweeney, Dabo Sweeney, Jesus, Dabo Samuel. You think of Dabo Samuel? Um, the way his role is, where he could have been, I've been a boss, crazy fast, crazy athletic. He, he, they paid him a little too much, in my opinion. But hey, he's making plays for Washington, so good on them. Felt like this game was more the Vikings' fault than the Commanders' fault. The commander's doing. The Vikings just like don't don't feel like they get embarrassed, and the defense doesn't allow a ma- crazy amount of points. They just don't dominate, and that's terrifying to me, guys. I'm happy they got the win, but not really. I don't like how they won. Another close victory to a team that really didn't deserve to be there to beat you. You're seven and one. You're putting chains all over Kirk Cousins, and yet you're beating Taylor Heineke and Skyler Thompson. I know Teddy Bridgewater played most of the game, but still, you get my point. And Andy Dalton and the Lions. I feel like I'm a broken record at this point, but I have to say it. I have to. It's not like my accountability does anything, but I feel like I have to just tell you how I actually feel. I'm not going to just carry the pail of water and say Super Bowl bound. I truly believe this team's good enough to win. And when teams that are good enough to win, I'll go, I'll even play the devil's advocate against myself. I'm going to counter myself because I'm all worried, right? I'm all worried that they're not going to, they're not playing a game and teams that are worth their goal. They're playing, they played one team, the Eagles, and got absolutely smoked, and now they have the kind of angry Bills coming up next week. But every championship team has this one single thing. Every single one. The Astros, like the Phillies kind of had it. The Cubs in 2016, I don't know if we're talking very baseball. The Eagles, when they beat the Tom Brady, the Patriots. They have this one simple thing. They have a little bit of magic. The little thing that like doesn't make sense. There's a swag. There's an energy. There's a feeling. Play, they win games. They shouldn't. They block field goal attempts and run kickoffs for touchdowns. I'm not saying the Vikings have done that, but those are the traits that happen. Minnesota Miracle. I know the NFC Championship game. What didn't go the, our way, but if I had a podcast then, I would have told you, watch out, they're going to blow it. Because any team that has one of those miracle wins, the Immaculate Reception, they would most of the time, they're so excited and so high on the moment, interviews and endorsements and nonstop talk radio, and then they don't live up and lose by 40, like they did to the Eagles, like Foles' Eagles. But this team, again, has that little bit of magic. Every week we see, I don't know about your guys' Twitter timeline, but it's filled with Kirk Cousins. Kurtless, by the way, did not know he was that swole. Holy crap, this guy's persona is like this good old boy dad, and he's freaking huge. He's absolutely jacked. Who did that happen? 
But every week you see these chains going on Kirk. Darius Smith playing out of his mind. Patrick Peterson reverting the clock. There's just an energy. I have a feeling that locker room is unbelievable. And adding TJ Hawkinson, they just have that little bit of magic. And magic wins you Super Bowls. Magic propels you. When the Broncos beat the Panthers in 2016, the Panthers were 15-1 and one and had the number one offense in football. They had a weakness named Mike Reimers. He was the right tackle. Oh, excuse me, left tackle. Right tackle was Michael Orr. And Von Miller had that little bit of magic that year. Von Miller solo won that Super Bowl. And that's what it, all it takes sometimes. Matt Stafford was the darling last year. Reverting the clock, everyone says, oh, God, I told you so. He was stuck in the Lions. He was stuck in the Lions. But really, he just had magic. Because now you see Matt Stafford, and it's kind of sad. He's not really doing much. But that year, he did. And teams can capture that magic, and that magic can hell you to those Super Bowls. This team keeps finding a way to win. I don't know why. I don't know how. But the Vikings keep winning. And as much as I want to complain about quarterbacks and who they played and how they played and the score, the reality, the only thing that matters, you won't remember 10 years from now when you look back at the season, oh, they beat the Commanders week whatever, 20 to 17, you're going to see, oh, they're 7 and 1. Going into the most important stretch of football, which we will cover on Friday morning. So make sure you subscribe, give a five-star review, but we'll cover the preview for the Buffalo Bills and, of course, any breaking news that from now until then when they sign out to Beckham. <laughs> this is now game time. If the Vikings are serious, they need to play the now very angry Buffalo Bills who dropped an absolute stinker and Josh Allen is furious and he has aspirations of his own. His story is unbelievable. If you want to talk about magic, look at Josh Allen's story. Again, we'll preview it, in case you didn't know. This is the game. Coming up next week. How good are they? It was nice to get through this game. I wanted... I My dream was 34-10. I thought 30-17... And I got 2017. Not what I would have hoped, not what I would have thought, and not what I would have imagined. But the Vikings, again, two-minute drill, drove down the field, got a little bit of luck on the penalty to get another couple shots at the end zone. But Greg Joseph clank it right into the middle. Leaving 15 seconds left. The most important part of that penalty was not more or less the attempts for touchdowns. We burnt another minute off the clock, and that's it was too much for the commanders to overcome. But this is the game. They march down the field. They win the game. A little bit of magic. Now, we automatically, quickly turn our sights to the potential Super Bowl.
And I don't mean to hype up a regular season game as a potential Super Bowl, but there are two teams that think they're pretty good. And they're going to play some football against each other next Sunday noon. But until then, brothers and sisters, boys and girls, don't forget to follow the Vikings Off Tackle podcast. Please, 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 please leave us a five-star review. Follow me on Twitter. Guys, I've had 300,000 impressions in the last month. I'm a good tweet. Give your boy a follow and some engagement. What's a brother got to do? I'm battling my butt off. My mom's roasting my Twitter. She's like, yeah, you know, my mom today, she comes up to me at uh, lunch. We went to lunch together. But I basically kind of watched the game with my family, my mom, dad, my wife, me. And she was like, hey, you know, how's the podcast going? I'm like, oh, it's good, mom. It's good. I mean, numbers are good. Like, I see no one really engages with you on Twitter. Oh, my God, please. So give your boy a follow. Engage. I love it. I promise I will engage with you back. I love, love, love it. So please, Brandon, off tackle, B-R-A-N-D-O-N-O-F-T-A-C-K-L. That's it. No E. Brandon, off tackle. Super easy. Give your boy a follow. If you enjoy the Minnesota Twins this Wednesday podcast, Twins Off Speed, you're going to get an episode If you enjoy wild hockey, guess what? Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, a wild podcast on my wild show, Wild Off Ice Podcast. I hope you enjoy the new intro and the new cover art. I think they turned out really well, super clean, super fun. And I look forward to seeing all of you back here, no less, on Friday morning with the Vikings Off Tackle Podcast.